On this week's episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we talk to Wesley Mills and Jason Short from Mills Short & Associates. We talk about marketing, how a small engineering firm can keep up with the big dogs, and why Vero Beach is so great. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. I'm here with Jason Short and Wesley Mills from Mills Short & Associates here in Vero Beach. We're uh, broadcasting this live and on location at Sailfish Brewery in Vero Beach. How are you guys today? Good, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. All's, all's good. Happy to be here. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for having us. Thanks no, for you're me. welcome. You're welcome. I wish that my voice was a little bit better uh, getting yeah. rid of this little cold. But um, Same here. So, so it's going to be more <laughs> listening and less talking from me, which is good for everybody around. So, um, so I want to talk a little bit about Mill Short Associates, uh, how you guys got started, what you're doing, what you're doing for marketing. Um, services that you offer, all that stuff. But um, as we usually do with two people, I'm going to start with one and then we'll move to the other. So, Wesley, I know you pretty well. So I guess we'll start with Jason. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you ended up in Vero Beach and uh, your engineering background. Yeah, so, well, how I ended up in Vero Beach was my wife, <laughs> um, believe it or not. So met my wife in 2004 in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I'm from just north of South Bend, Indiana. Um, went to school up there at um, Rose Holman Institute of Technology is where I got my engineering degree. Um, moved down to, uh, moved down to Weston, Florida in 2005, beginning of 2005. And then shortly after that, um, my wife and I got engaged and decided to make the trek from Weston back up to Vero. Weston and Lauderdale were a little bit too crazy for us, um, you know, in terms of the rush. And that was the housing boom at the time. So I mean, it was just different. So we wanted to get something. I wanted to change the scenery, but not that big a change of scenery. <laughs> so moved back up to Vero and um, yeah, got back up. Um, got into engineering. You know, I, I originally wanted to be a pilot, believe it or not. Um, I just didn't just didn't uh, didn't have the opportunity to really pursue that. Um, but, you know, being a pilot, every school that I looked at, you always needed a secondary uh, a secondary degree or you needed a, a master degree, basically, uh, what would be called a you know, primary degree. And so you need I picked engineering. I've always been interested. I've raced go karts. I've been mechanically inclined my whole life. I like solving problems and I like I like getting my hands on stuff. I've been in the construction industry since I was in high school. So just really enjoy it. Um, you know, transferred my skills from the mechanical side to the civil and structural side and just really grabbed onto it, like dealing with people. And, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history. We kind of, uh, I started my own business here in 2008, 2009, called JLS Engineering. Um, met Wesley and started a company. We met, met Wesley at the end of 2013 um, and started a business and we kind of talked it and kind of ran through it. And he does civil engineering, I do structural engineering. Kind of saw the need for have both those services in the same spot. And boom, the rest is history. Been together since basically January of 14. Match made yeah. to heaven. Yeah. All right, so Wes, you're from here. This is a much different story than uh, Indiana to West and to Vero. Talk a little bit about your upbringing and where you went to school and how you got into engineering and all that. Yeah, so I'm you know born and raised in Vero, like you mentioned. Uh, my family's background has always kind of been in real estate and construction um, and land development, especially during um, you know 2002, probably up to 2006, 2007. Uh, so just naturally, I liked and was around construction, land development. So I went off to school, and um, first I went to Jacksonville University and, and pursued a physics degree. And then after that, went up to New York, um, went to Columbia and got my engineering degree. And um, at that point, being in Manhattan, I was actually going to go into finance. 
um, and do investment banking. Um, fortunately, I did not. And uh, I ended up in uh, New Orleans, a uh, close friend of mine in school. Her father owned an engineering firm in New Orleans, and it was right after Hurricane Katrina. So it was just booming with with Big public work for engineering huh? public works <laughs> projects levies yeah. fortunately we were the only engineering firm or the engineering firm that I worked for was the only uh, company to design a levy that did not fail during hurricane katrina is that right so yeah they actually wow. got fired from from the core because they wouldn't change their design and then ultimately when their <laughs> levies did not fail uh we had a, a huge demand for work so uh, it was a small company relative to the market we were in. It was a family-owned business, so really got to be involved with that on a, um, a much higher level than just you know a young engineer kind of coming in and, and doing the mundane task. Um, and uh, my wife was an attorney in, in New Orleans, and uh, just at some point decided it was just kind of a rat race. And you know, growing up here, knowing how great Vero is, always kind of knew that I wanted to be back here, and just how that would happen. Um, I saw the opportunity um, to come back and, and start a business and uh, and out of just like Jason mentioned, just kind of blind luck. We didn't know each other for more than probably a week. Um, I think we started this company on a handshake and a thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, my, and, you, your aunt knew my wife, not, yeah, 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 family history, yeah. but that is, that's Vero. Well, if you're I from think, Vero, yeah, you're going to know somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always yeah. kind of joke about that. But uh, sure. So you came back. Now, did you, Jason started an engineering company mm -hmm. on his own. Did you work for anybody else beforehand, or was this your first real job here in Vero? No. Um, so when I moved back, um, I was going to kind of dabble in, I have a, construction license and was going to kind of do construction and engineering and I uh, had one construction project and I was like you know what I think I don't want to be a contractor <laughs> and uh, I jumped over to it so about that time yeah engineering we it all kind of happened yeah. I was probably only back a few months before we yeah I think it was like August of the year before right or like yeah. August 13 maybe and yeah I think I remember the story vaguely you maybe came back July August and then yeah mm -hmm. so it wasn't long we still have I think we still had at one point we still had all the mills and company <laughs> like brochures and stuff <laughs> for a long time sure. so when you guys got together did you have a building how did you decide where to go where were you stationed what was the plan there so so fortunately my dad uh, had a building off 8th street um in in us one and uh so i was already kind of working out of an office there and so we started where there was another office jason took over that and then at one point we had so many people that my dad moved out and we <laughs> took over the building and then that wasn't enough space uh and that's where we moved to where we're at now gotcha. yeah. yeah so we used to work across the hall from each yeah. other and i'd mm -hmm. see your dad going up the stairs every now and then and i'd say hey man how's it going he says ah you know my son lets me use a space every now and then <laughs> and I'm, i wonder if that's a little payback from when you kicked him yeah. out of his office yeah on yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, that was before i think he had his office then he got to his office same 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 building owner same everything now he's got his own office. but yeah true <laughs> yeah, yeah true he still comes and uses printers and plotters and things like that from us so <laughs> so you guys are down off a of miracle mile now and you've got a few employees you want to talk a little bit about those guys and how they came to you because sure. you just started with YouTube mm -hmm. but now you've got you know a couple of people helping you and yeah I mean we uh so when we started it was just us two you know I mean we ran we ran kind of ragged we, we were starting up you know I mean so we were I had a, like, I, like I mentioned before I had previous business so I had kind of a clientele built up um 
you know, I could maintain it by myself for a little while. Got to the point where we needed, I needed help. And so we hired Tara, I think six or seven months in, Tara Adams. It was Tara Vardigan at the time, but now it's Tara Adams. Um, you know, we, we brought her in. She kind of helped me out quite a bit. She's still been my right-hand person ever since. Um, you know, so we kind of started building on that. And then we needed then we needed somebody to answer the phones. So we brought uh, Nadia Meek at the time in. And uh, she came in and helped us out on the phones. And then brought my dad in to do construction and site inspections and try to help us out in the field with, with the field with stuff. And then uh, at one point we had another gentleman named Steve was in there. Steve came along and then now we have William, William DePetris. Yeah, we've been really fortunate in the people that we've been able to hire and bring on and be a part of the team. Um, Being a small company, you got to be really compatible with each other. And I think we've been fortunate in that sense that um, we, uh, we all operate well. Um, everybody's strengths and weaknesses kind of complement each other, and so we've been pretty fortunate with with uh, our uh, our our group. So yeah. that was, kind of leads me to one of the questions I wanted to bring up is there are a lot of big engineering firms around. I mean, like big big names. And I won't mention them on the podcast just out of respect for competition. But how does a small company like yours, where you have five or six employees and two engineers, how do you guys compete with these big dogs? We have to be very efficient. And that's the thing I think that 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 drives you know us being and, and having the people that we do, um, and having you know having them be as efficient as they are at what they do. Um, they everybody has their own role, but everybody has to, like Wes said, everybody has to complement each other, and we have to be flexible and kind of things move quick and move fast. Um, we push hard. I mean, we push we push our employees hard. We push ourselves hard to grow the business to you know get into those bigger projects and get into those areas. I mean, you got anything? want to add to that yeah i I think um you know we feel like we're kind of in a different market than the bigger firms um you know a lot of the bigger firms don't have key members of the company in the you know performing the tasks that we do so um we feel like like jason mentioned that we're more efficient so when we get involved in a project, it's a principle. We have a vested interest. We're moving it. When we're talking with staff, whether it be with the county or whatever municipality, they know us. They know we're not wasting anybody's time. There's a clear uh, dialogue be- between us to efficiently get through permitting and, and resolve any kind of issues. So there's a there's a much more hands-on approach from our principles than you would get at like a big firm who would purely kind of more handle administrative tasks mm-hmm. um, and client meeting like like the head client meetings and things like that we, we're very hands-on well it sounds like you've got a comprehensive approach and a comprehensive understanding of every project because you've got your hands mm-hmm. in it whereas like you said maybe the principles of other some of these other people i was just curious i didn't know the answer, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 this no. is a softball question so, yeah. Curiosity. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if you're going to do a, a say, take a land development project for example um we are involved in every every project in in some way so um you get you get us like that's that's the difference um and and so we're kind of we see ourselves in a totally different market than some of those bigger yeah we don't have the you know we we don't have some of the capacity i guess i mean but we still press i mean so we still push i mean we have we do have a lot of work that's big but i mean it's big because we press and we work hard if we need to fit if we need to put in more hours we put in more hours i mean we we do we push what would you consider a job too big like a four thousand unit apartment building or something (laughs) high rise (laughs) well obviously you don't have that issue here but i don't know i mean again curiosity 
I think where our limitations come is when you need, so a lot of those projects don't really require as much staff as most people would think. Where you need a lot more staff is when you get on projects where you you have to just throw the, the 30 people at one project. Indian River County, I can't think of a job that really is designed and executed in, in the county. So think of all the projects that we've had here that probably is done by one or two, three engineers at max. It's the state projects where they're looking for you to throw resources, you know, on top of resources at things. And that's just not our market. We haven't pursued, we, we haven't pursued yeah. that. Now, I guess on the flip side of that, is there a job that's too small? I mean, if I need you to engineer the patio in my backyard, is that like a, eh, that's somebody else's job? No, I think if we've got the, if we've, you know, and we'll be honest. I think that that's that's the one thing we try to do is be honest with you. So I mean, if it's something we can take on, and you and you have the time, and we have the time to do it, absolutely. Um, we still do some screen enclosure engineering, very very minimal, but we do it. Um, in particular, for one client. Um, but you know, I mean, we'll do stuff like that. It's yeah. just, <clears throat> it's got to be. It's got to be, you know, one, we look at each project individually, so we no, no project's the same. Um, we don't just price projects the same. We don't scope them the same. None of that. I mean, so we take them, we look at them. If we can't, if we can't service it the way the customer needs to, we just we just won't take it on, and we'll just be honest about it. Um, if in, in other terms, though, if we can, we're happy to do it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, I don't I don't have an issue doing smaller projects, larger projects, midsize, you know, different materials. They don't they don't they don't bother me at all. So, you guys kind of cover the whole gamut when it comes to construction engineering. Um, is there one industry or one type of business or one type of building that you guys focus on more than another? I mean. We, we, we always joke, uh, you handle the up and down and you handle yeah. the, the side to side, yeah. right? But <laughs> yeah. is there one, I don't know, um, like a car dealership versus an apartment building versus a well, warehouse? I mean, yeah, they're all unique, I think, in their own respects. I mean, so, you know, take what West does in the land development side and the horizontal construction and the and the infrastructure and the things that have to be planned and platted in and things like that. I, I think that those are different than what we have to deal with where you have to get 10 to 15 permits or whatever it may be and and you got you got different organizations asking we really have one i mean you know we're, we're dealing with building departments on the structural side and the construction consulting so i mean i think that's that's a huge difference um not not necessarily an intimidation type thing but it's just slows the projects down on on the civil side and and makes the projects a little bit faster on the structural side gotcha gotcha and how about on your end do you, you don't all you're doing is figuring out the ground and it doesn't no, matter what you yeah. put on top. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny is like Jason mentioned is I'm, we may have to get, you know, uh, 10 different permits for land development um, to, to be able to start land development. And of those 10 permits, four revolve around the drainage. So it's four different agencies reviewing the same thing with different criteria. So uh, a lot of times that can kind of be challenging kind of working through as far as uh types of projects or i think we've stayed really flexible in that um you know we have projects throughout the state of florida and they you know vary from uh self-storage facilities to multi-family projects single family projects um uh amusement parks um you know, we, we've really, uh, we've, we've that is done almost. Yeah, it yeah. really is. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're very flexible. And it's kind of been, 
even when I had the last business, that was my forte was just to keep it flexible. You know what I mean? Take on different projects, new and exciting stuff. Um, you know, and believe it or not, I mean, like we, we, we like the new stuff, but like the, the retrofit stuff's interesting. You know what I mean? It's different. You know, it's a new challenge every time you get working on a house that's from the 1920s or the 1940s, totally different than working on a house from 2008 or 2009. Um, you know, requirements here in, in the state of Florida. I mean, we work, we work in other states, but in the state of Florida, it's most stringent. So, I mean, I feel like it is it probably outside of like her, outside of like earthquake requirements for engineering. But um, the wind, the wind loading here in Florida, hugely dominant you know as far as what what we designed to so i mean you know it's it keeps it fun keeps it interesting you know you, when you when you get a diverse set of projects it can be it can be stressful but at the same time it can be rewarding too because you're like you help you help you know you help joe smith out and you help uh you know a home builder out you know what i mean so it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting and fun way to go about business well as you guys know this is a marketing podcast for yeah. marketing company so i want to talk a little bit about marketing one question that I have is, again, you guys, very, very small company, very, very small engineering firm. How do you stand out from the rest of those guys? Like, you've talked about how you can be more efficient, how you can compete with them. But how do you stand? I mean, for instance, maybe because you're from town, people know your folks, this and that, maybe that helps or your wife. I don't know. I mean, how do you how do you get to the people before the big dogs do? Yeah, on my side, I think it, it, it kind of goes back to when I first got here. Um, my father-in-law works at one of the local window and door companies, or he's, he's about to retire, but he works at one. So I got a lot of my contacts through, and I worked there when I first came back while I was training for my professional engineering license. <clears throat> so as I'm working through there, I'm meeting people, and I'm in the industry. So it took me from that time in 2006 to about 2000. 11 or 10 really to gain like a good traction and a good base of clientele on my end um most of my most of most of my stuff early on was was word of mouth um you know and then we started getting into i got into the petroleum industry as far as designing structures for that so that put off a whole new network of people so i mean that's that was that's how i started that's how i started venturing out of the area so i would go to miami and go to monroe county and go to miami dade broward um northeast st john's up there that way i mean so orlando we did stuff at or the orlando airport i mean so i was young doing that stuff and so i think that helped gain traction with my name because there wasn't very many people believe it or not that were doing that stuff um I don't know. It's it was funny scary. when you think petroleum, you don't think Florida. I don't. I don't yeah, think, I yeah, think yeah. like the Gulf, you know, Mobile or something. like These that. are the structures, though. These are like the the, the gas station canopies, the buildings that house the tanks. I mean, things like that. So metal, metal, mostly metal steel structures. But so, and I like that. I mean, that's like a good. That was a good, good, good niche for us to go or for me to go down. Right. Um, and it gained a lot of attention from outside. And then we started getting into okay, well, let me let me try this. And so we just kind of on my end, it kind of branched off that way. Of course, being in, in town here, our, our largest clientele is local, um, but being in town and knowing and having the network that I built from 2006 to now has, has helped me immensely, um, you know, and getting my name out there and then doing the things that we're talking about doing as far as servicing clients and making sure that we're responsive. When you call me, you get you, you, you're going to get a call back. Right, right. So that's the that's the big thing on my end, I think. How about for you coming back to town? Was that easy? Was that hard? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it was it was harder than I expected. Um, but I think that we've hit a time. I think we've been fortunate that in Indian River County right now, um, the type of investors um, or developers that are coming to town 
aren't typically your um, your regional or local investors and developers, and, and, and they are active in this market for sure. But we've been fortunate that when um, we've had some really big corporations come in Indian River County, and when they work with us, they say, wow, we really like this hands-on approach. We have your cell number. We can call you whenever, if it's 6 o'clock at night or Saturday. Can you handle all of our other projects throughout the state of Florida? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that there's some advantage in the market and timing and all those kind of things. And then also the opportunity and jumping on it, like Jason had mentioned, is just being accessible. Um, so, um, and then it doesn't hurt being born and raised here. You know, when I sit in a meeting at the county, chances are the person that we're working with to get to the, the finish line is we went to high school together. Right. You know, you, you know where that other person stands because you've dealt with them for 25, 30 years, you know, so, so, uh, so that has been, been, been helpful yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. One thing I know about you guys is you do a lot of nonprofit work and I think that that probably uh, helps you guys out mm -hmm. in my opinion a lot. Um, mm -hmm. how do you guys decide what nonprofits you're going to help? How are you going to help them? Is it just case by case? Do you guys have a passion for any particular type of, I mean, I know like you coach little league, mm -hmm. I know that you're with your daughters doing things, you know, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, I, I think that we try to participate with um, and help, you know, all nonprofits. Um, we're working with the source right now and helping them with a, a new project, um, the crossover mission. Um, we, we helped with McKee Botanical Gardens. Um, I know um, also Habitat for Humanity. If we're in a position to where we can help, um, we're, we're going to help. Um, you know, that's that's just kind of been our philosophy from 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 the start. Um, you know, the, the organizations are all great and they need help. And uh, and so if um, if we can if we can do it, we will. Yeah. yeah as far as like adding to that, you know, I mean, we're, we we <laughs> stuff that always stuff that interests me and that I've have taken a pride in and stuff that my you know, like my kids are involved with or the kids friends are involved with like Little League or, uh, you know, youth football or, or youth basketball or anything like that. I mean, we'll do anything we can to help. And, and grow something we really believe in. So, I mean, if it's there, I mean, we can do it, we do it. It's um, one of the great things I think about this area in Bureau Beach is that, and again, I know you're not doing this nonprofit stuff to market or to, to grow your business, but it really does help because it's such a small, tight-knit community that, you know, if somebody's involved with you with um, Habitat or somebody's involved with you uh, with Crossover Mission, they probably have something else going on where mm -hmm. they can benefit from mm -hmm. your services. So yeah. it really is a great way to- Yeah, uh, yeah. Habitat's been really great. I mean, I've worked with Habitat probably since 2009, 2010. So I mean, we do all of Indian River Habitat's you know, plans and construction plans and- Well, that's right up your alley. Yeah, right yeah, up your alley. yeah. And there's always work yeah. for you guys to do. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so, but like they're, We've gained we've gained customers and clients from that base, you know. Yeah. What I mean, because there's a lot of those people that are you know that are our base clients that are that work in there and they volunteer and they you know they see what we're doing and they're like, well, if they can do that, I mean, they they obviously are good. They're good people. They're good client. You know, they're good. They're good business people. So they look at us in that in that respect, and we and we respect that, you know. And we and when they come in, we we help them out as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure. I mean, we run the social media for you guys, yeah. just for the listeners yeah. and all that. But um, but when we run ads that have to do with the nonprofit side, they blow up. Every single one, it's like yeah. people get so excited about this. I mean, there was yeah. a post about Habitat for Humanity that must have had a thousand shares. I mean, it was just, <laughs> and it was just pictures of like these guys building these houses, and you guys, hey, we're happy to tell them yeah. these. 
And then you have other ones where you're talking about your services or whatever, and nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, I th- yeah it's tough, you yeah. know. I mean, especially in a smaller community, you know what I mean. And, and that's the that's the whole thing, you know, about about social media is trying to expand and get out, get our name out there, stay in front of people, and and really get everybody to kind of know what we're doing, you know. And I think that's the goal, anyways, right? Well, of course, for social yeah. media. So you know, I mean, it's it, it being in a small community, they kind of you know, kind of feel like you kind of look at it, but it's it's funny to see how far it reaches, you know. Oh, what yeah, I mean? especially with the veterans memorial yeah actually we're talking about doing a podcast there with uh, lee olson from Waldo's. oh yeah, yeah, I guess yeah he was one of yeah. the first guys to start like fundraising for them or something uh-huh. okay. and so we drove over there to see how practical it would be to do a podcast there because mm-hmm. we you know, usually we need power we need I mean, all these lights and all that and there's really nothing there where we can do the podcast. And I'm like, I'm telling Andy, I'm like, we have to figure out a way to shoot. Uh-huh. It's just such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wants to do it. So yeah. I think we figured out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, nice. So we're going to at some point. Okay, I think good. in the next yeah. few weeks. But uh, it's a really cool thing that you guys have done. Yeah. And I performed well on social media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was fun to be a part of that. You know, and um, we didn't do a whole lot on the structural side. I know there was a couple other firms involved in that, but Wesley, you know, working with, um, I think it was Roger Walker and those yeah. guys and working with that and getting that kind of through the city and approval process, I think that was that was huge. Yeah, it's always, always fun being a part of the um, projects like that because everybody's excited for them. Permitting normally goes a lot easier. Everybody's on board kind of both from the permitting side, engineering side to where they kind of you know, go through smooth. So well, I love when <laughs> these people at the county um, get passionate about something and then they figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. Whereas on the opposite, when they're not passionate about something, they, they figure out yeah. a way to squash it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's interesting how that works. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, not knocking the county guys. I love, yeah. I love all those guys over there. But yeah. I, I think that there's some truth to that, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you're going to do things that people like, you're probably going to figure out a way to get it passed. Yeah. So. Well, I think it helps, too, with, you know, with our, our local presence. Do you know what I mean? And, and getting in those projects and, and getting in front of, like, the county, the city, you know what I mean? And, and showing them that we're not, okay, <laughs> we're not just here to, to make money in engineering. We're here to help as well. So, I mean, I think that that's a big, I think that goes a long ways. You know, I mean, I, that's what I've tried to do is build a good rapport with those, with the local ordinances and the county and the city. Just to understand, like, listen, like we're all here to help each other out, right? Like we all want to do it right, but you know, let's work together. So that's kind of what I've, you know, tried to pride myself on with that stuff. So other than word of mouth and social media, are there any other direct marketing approaches that you guys have taken to try and get in front of developers or builders or anybody like that that would be interested in engineering services? Or nah, you guys have mean, grown to where you are with <clears throat> basically just that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Power of Vero yeah. Beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great yeah. You know, in Vero, uh, you know, if you do a good job, everybody will hear about it. You do a bad job, everybody will yes, hear about exactly. it. exactly. Well, yeah. what I like to say is yeah. you do 99 good jobs and one bad, yes. everybody yes. hear about the bad. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that is true. And that happens a lot too, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, it does. So I don't want to be remiss before thanking again Sailfish. Uh, we have a fancy, but Wes doesn't have it. Yeah. 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 We got a little Sailfish action. What are you drinking there? What is this? This is Sunrise City. Sunrise right. City IPA. And what is this? The White Marlin? good stuff yes it is yeah yeah so this is yeah. did you guys help with this at all or is this just not this we helped okay. with the we helped with the uh, fort pierce location yes yeah, so it was did. nice when they moved into the new facility downtown um we got the chance to to help with all the conditional use approvals and take that in front of city uh fort pierce and they were extremely welcoming you know that was an easy project to kind of be involved with because you know, they, they really opened, um, open armed and, and welcomed them to the new facility in Fort Pierce. So we did the conceptual, the, uh, conceptual special exception approval, which is normally, you know, 
sometimes, especially for a brewery, can be controversial. Oh, sure. um, it was not uh, for Pierce. Though. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. that was pretty town, easy. So, uh, the only thing they frowned upon was when, they, when we mentioned maybe we're going to do a rooftop deck. They're like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't want people on the roof downtown after ten sunrises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it was good. We did, and we did. So we did. They did that part of it, and we also did the structural part of the initial, uh, the initial part. We didn't do the. Mm -hmm. We didn't obviously do the tap room, but we did uh, some initial structural analysis on the stuff that was there, um, when they and we did you know just basic stuff. But it was fun, and uh, Nick's a friend of mine, and we enjoy you know going out and playing golf every once in a while and enjoy some good beer. So <laughs> what um what was in that space before Sailfish moved in? Originally, it was like a J.C. Penney's, wasn't it? Like long ago, it was like a yes, and it might even have been a bank before J.C. Penney's. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely one of the yeah. big box stores. But it wasn't J.C. Penney's. Yeah. So um, was that real tricky? I mean, taking something like a department store that I guess department store is pretty open, but mm -hmm. then figuring out a way to get you know stills in or you know whatever it is that they put in there. Fortunately for them, it was a giant space. I mean, like when they first moved in there, they took up like a small small portion of it and i mean it's grown to what you see mm -hmm. today but i mean the original plan was let's start this way and then it just kind of blew up you know and of course they still had i think at that time they still had they were just still doing their micro brewing okay. micro batches at the other place you know the original place on second mm -hmm. then they moved over and they kind of moved everything over gotcha. and then that's when i think pierced came in and took over at that other at the other place but it's um no i mean it was it was huge it really wasn't it wasn't a whole lot of limitations. I think it was a no-brainer at yeah. some point. I mean, I think that the, the biggest part, of, the biggest hurdles on that are, you know, fire approvals and then conditional and parking and things like that. And then we weren't involved with the tap room. I mean, that's more of an architectural, you know, issue. But and uh, but I mean, they they've done an awesome job with that. Mm -hmm. And this location, this location is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's a cool spot down there. Yeah. I'm happy that they got here. I mean, yeah, is... we used to spend a lot of time in this. Yeah. You know, back back before it was this, it was OIB before. Right. So I mean, but it was um, they've they've done a really good job at laying this out and making it work. Yeah, for no, sure. this is a great location. I mean, you can walk fifty steps east yeah, and you're yeah. in the ocean. Yeah, you know, yeah it's, it's awesome. Wild. It's yeah. a really cool spot. So uh, that was really all I had for you guys. Again, I wanted to talk a little bit about your backgrounds, how you ended up here, and how you ended up back here. Yeah. Uh, the marketing, and yeah. I wanted to thank Sailfish and Nick and whoever. Whoever gave the okay on this, I don't know who. Was it Taylor? I don't know. Oh, probably. Yeah. Whoever. Did was we, maybe nobody even asked. Yeah. Just showed up. Just showed up with a bunch of cameras and mics. But uh, was there anything you guys wanted to add? Was there any shout-outs? Any extra? You know. No, I'd like to thank Sailfish too. I mean, yeah. I think it's awesome they let us do this. Um, you know, always welcoming and being a part of the community. So yeah, and thank you yeah. for doing what uh, you do for us. Do appreciate it. You know, putting a plug in the Ruby social media there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. No, I'd, I'd say the same, Sailfish, and thank you guys. I and mean, you guys is, on the marketing side is really, you know, we've been kind of hands off and you guys run with everything. So it's been yeah. really, really nice uh, having you guys help us grow. So it's nice on our end. Um, I think we just need to give you more content. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just going to say it's nice on our end when we have. I, I like one of two clients. Either I like the guys like you that are kind of set and forget it. Just, you guys just do whatever you need to do. And then I really like the guys that are super hands on. Yeah. That, like, yeah. like you said, like, yeah. Provide us with all the content, provide us all the yeah. copy. We get some that are kind of in the middle, and it's just, you know, that's why I don't have any hair left. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You, you got to go one way or the other, right? right? You got to be right. super involved or like hands off. Yeah. <laughs> with the hands off approach, we're okay with yeah. it. So we, we really enjoy working with you guys, and thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. And again, thank you, Sailfish, for having us. Yeah, thank you. I hope that uh, this voice didn't annoy too many people because, uh, <laughs> man, I'm sure getting over this cold, things been going around. So. Yeah. Again, thank you guys very much. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Do it from us. All right. Yeah. All right.